hey guys it's your girl trinity also known as the creator of babe you needed to hear that so in today's episode i'm gonna really go wherever because i'm getting a lot of feelings out and expressing because i the topic today and really 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 as you're gonna see in the title of the um episode is family will be your biggest haters like family will literally be your biggest haters like and also um I want to be talking about like yeah like how much hurt and you don't have to tolerate hate like literally let's just let's let's just dive in all right um basically y'all I'm so I've been having a really difficult up and down time lately uh where do I even begin y'all I just want to give y'all a quick update about like what's been happening in my life um since the last time we talked I made an episode like either last week or the week before I I forget um so I started a new job I was doing a work study job or yeah work study job at my school um fuck that job uh I will be filing a fucking grievance because they screwed me over so fucking bad um and you're like well trinity how did they screw you over well babes i wasn't working for two months because of them so um i don't talk about things often but i got into a car accident in august literally like a week after my birthday where are my leos at like literally where are my leos at literally babe august 14th babe so yeah and so i used my insurance money that i got to fix my car because i was going to fix my baby um and i couldn't because i ate away all my savings for one groceries for rent for my car insurance um or was it my car insurance i don't think it was my car insurance yet my car or my car uh loan and my uh you know all that shit so basically all that money went to bills and bills and bills and life and shit you know and so I was waiting they were very unprofessional and so you know if y'all ever see anyone who worked there HR, fuck you bitches. Um, just want y'all to know that from the bottom of my heart. I hope you go to jail and you go to hell. I I want you to go to hell. That's what I that's what I want to say. Go to hell. Um so and I mean I've talked about this in episodes two episodes now ago, I think, when I was working ABA. So yeah, um, like I said, I have a love and hate for ABA, but it's mostly fuck ABA because I'm a sociology major who sees the issues of the system where it's built in. And yeah, and if anyone from my last ABA company ever sees this and you're not my people who I fucked with, I just want you to know fuck you and fuck you and have the day that you deserve. So anyways, moving forward to my new job to my lovely new job i fucking love my new job um obvious obvi like you know i'm not gonna say where i work um 
So, but what I do, though, is I'm a behavioral health tech, um, which we also call a BHT. So, like, you know, it's kind of funny because, like, RBT, BHT, like, who is Trinity, you know? But, so, I work with recovering addicts who are going through detox. It is life-changing. Like, let's be fucking for real here. I've never, like, had a job where I actually, like, loved, like... I literally can drive, like, okay, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, like, the day that it snowed, I was like, ooh, I'm gonna call it out, but I wasn't, because, you know, so I love y'all, but I hate the snow, but are we proud of me, too? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back, I promise, my ADHD will remind me, too, okay? <laughs> uh, what the hell was I gonna say? Okay, see, I forgot what was gonna say about that. Don't you just love that? Um, also, it's not even just... Uh, with ADHD, it's not, like, literally me, forget, like, forgetting. It overlaps. It's also my PTSD, but, you know, like I said, and that's what our topic is, too. But, like I said, let me just give you this update. So, oh, yeah, aren't y'all proud of me? I literally was driving in the snow. Like, I literally drove in the snow to work. I feel like the baddest bitch alive. Like, come on. Like, as y'all, if y'all don't know, um, I got into a car accident at the beginning of the uh, year, like, literally the second day of New Year, and I did a 360 in the snow, totaled out my Saturn, rest in peace, Phoebe, um, you're in heaven now. Actually, she's still alive. Um, I found my car literally months later, and I was trying to buy her back, and the bitch, and I hope, one day when I get famous, I hope the bitch who had my Saturn, I hope you see this, you stupid bitch, because... I asked her, did they fix this, uh, the car? Because if I fucked the car up, it was totaled. My car was totaled. So, yeah, pull. Anyways, though, um, back to my new job. So, it's life-changing. Um, I've never been very happy with um, other jobs. Like, we all know I hated being a fucking RBT. Like, let's just be real and transparent here. Um, I hated being an RBT every second, every day. I have so much work PTSD because of being an RBT. Um, to my first ABA company out there, um, fuck you and the fact that you still do holds. Um, go rot in hell. Literally. But, you know, I digress. But even I feel like, yeah, holds are very traumatic but even what these new fucking ABA companies are doing are so odd to me. Okay, let's get off of ABA because I already, like, talked about it. And if y'all are curious about ABA, if you are RBT or you are a whatever you're thinking about going into it, I literally on my, I have a TikTok literally called the podcast name Baby. You need to hear that because before the handle was burnt out RBT because that was all my expertise in it, and that's all I wanted to say, and I fully wasn't sure on how to establish and get my audience and my outreach out there for my podcast, because y'all know I love you, and I love to talk to y'all, so I literally talk to y'all, like, I mean, I talk to myself all the time, and it's literally the basis of everything that I am and that I do, But um, I love y'all. Y'all are awesome and y'all are rock stars. Because thank you guys so much for literally listening. Taking the time out to listen to me rant and bitch about everything I have to say. Because it'd be rough. But I feel like I love when y'all come to me and say, Oh, Trinity, this was so fucking relatable. I'm like, babe, you needed to hear that. Because you needed to know. Like I literally said in my description, y'all need to know. 
that you needed to hear that because people like we be we be super relate and that's also another thing I can say about the job back to the job is that when I attend like groups and things like that super relate like I there's things that I don't talk about and I will be talking about with you guys in this podcast that is very prevalent and relevant and whatever you know in what I'm saying so yeah um it's awesome literally um it's different as from what I can say it's very different um I'm used to like it's hard change is hard for me because um duh PTSD and you know PTSD so uh what was it oh I also say change is hard because going from knowing everything to not knowing everything again feels awkward like I mean no one truly knows everything and I'm learning that the hard way um because even like I'm like trying to chill out but we all have our things you know and that's also the thing that I'm working on is learning how to not fucking beat myself up so much like I literally love myself but the things that like when I'm at work and whatnot or in public or in socializing social settings um is I beat myself up a lot and I'm also working on not saying sorry as much anymore unless it's like needed like I'm not gonna say sorry if um I don't know I see that's bad that's but we're working on it we're we're a work in progress okay a whip you know to my real sims players out there you know what i'm saying yeah anyways though um i literally just hmm have been like enjoying learning and because um and again ptsd is very funny not funny haha but funny that's really fucking sad and I just want a disclaimer real quick. Um, if you struggle with hearing talks about things like this, um, because it's it's very fucking normal to say I struggle hearing this, there's things that I get triggered by. Please, I will see you in the next episode because things are about to get really deep and really you may need to get tissues you may need to cry because i may cry on here and come back and keep coming back on and off but i'm a i'm gonna push it through you know i'm gonna get it out because i don't think a lot of people talk about these things and so when i started working in this environment i was more aware like literally and me and my friend were talking about this yesterday literally outside of our laundry room that I literally live next door by. How great. How convenient, right? Except for not paying $2 for both washer and dryer. You know. Uh, each. Sorry, each. I don't know why I said that. That would be cool, though. But. um, How PTSD. And I know I didn't highlight. I don't know if I did highlight that in the last episode. Um, PTSD can wipe out memory. And then when you think about it, when you get in situations like, for example, which I'm going to get into now, um, when I started working here, um, I went to groups. Well, my first, like, so there's different types of groups. There's one group, I don't know what it was called, but it was just a, 
it was a really cool group it was literally after thanksgiving all of the clients the counselor um was in there we were talking about experiences and what it's like um with they were at home da 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 do and do 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 right so um that brought up some really emotional things for me i almost left the group room and i cried but and also let's talk about that too it is okay to be vulnerable i come back i come from an aba background where it is not normal it is bad to i mean i wouldn't say that in a way i mean i guess okay i understand hmm i just worked in an environment where i felt like i couldn't be emotional because I kept, I was degraded every day. And I know, I know people are like, the people who literally, who fucking love ABA and literally want to fuck ABA, um, please get the fuck off of here. I don't need you to invalidate my experience if this is the case. Um, I, I hated being hit by my clients. I was abused growing up. And... I was not, I was a kid when I was abused. I was a kid. I surely, so, you know, that does make me feel uncomfortable. And, you know, so I, I would never work in ABA again because if I, I will, I would not, yeah, I cannot tolerate being hit ever again by, cause like, you know, and I also have some experiences outside of my abuse where it's traumatizing I'm also like, God, you know, it's frustrating. But so, uh, yeah, I wanted to leave the group room because I was super hella emotional, which was valid. And I'm learning how to validate my feelings, like literally telling myself that's valid. Like even while I'm driving, yo, I I honk at people. I honk at people because fuck you. Because one, I... Like I said, I have um, PTSD from car accidents. I even had a car accident in 2020 when I literally first moved out to Denver, away from Aurora. And literally on, if y'all know, I literally crashed into the wall um, blocking or almost, yeah, yeah, no, blocking the Vasquez exit going I-70. I'm going on I-70, yeah. So that was not my proudest moment. I was just 18, freshly 18. It was literally a week or two weeks after my birthday. Isn't that fucking crazy? Maybe I should just stay away. Because, you know, literally two years later, I have a car accident after my birthday. What the fuck? Like, I don't know what that means. Um, if anyone could tell me, that would be great. But anywho, um, yeah. So... I'm validating my emotions by saying it's okay to feel that way. But back to my point about the car, sorry. I need to get to that point to get to the next point. So, I, today I didn't honk anyone. I made it my mission and I made it my goal not to honk at anyone. Because also when I honk and if someone does it again, like, they'll cut me off, whatever, whatever. Like, and they do it again, I'll honk them. I will literally try to, I will cut you back off. And that's where I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. Because there's a person on TikTok, they literally show car accidents by road rate, car accidents. 
Yeah, car accidents by road rage, and sometimes that lead to death. I'm not losing my life over you. And then my now objective is, as long as you don't fucking hit my car, we're good. Because if you hit my car, we're going to have a serious issue. Because, yeah, yo, I, I don't play about my car. Because I, when I got into my car accident, my front bumper's off. She looks scary, but I love her. I don't know if I ever want to fix that. Because, like, <laughs> it's funny because I literally am like, I know that's my car. I can literally go into a parking lot and I could have, there could be, like, another car that's, like, mine. And I'm like, well, damn, but my bumper's off. So I'm like, oh, that's you, you sexy bitch, and go on about my day. So, yeah, so that's what we're doing. So back to my job, right? Um, wow, wow. It's just the emotional stuff. So this is where I want to get into, you know, like I said, I, I'm loving the job so far. I'm loving learning new stuff. I'm loving the experience. I'm loving... Because this is helping me. This job is also, you know, it was, excuse me, never about the money like it was to be an RBT. I'm going to be straight up and transparent with you. It's because I was hoping when I was becoming an RBT, like, okay, maybe not just money, but experience and also something that can get me through school. Not because I was passionate about it because I didn't know anything about it. But until I found out my brother is on the spectrum and then I learned so much about myself, hence me interested in finding out why like why am I like this why am I this and that why you know yeah I mean like and it really hit it set the tone with my last client my last client they loved loud fucking noises and that shit drove me crazy right right because I one of my sensory um I I'm seeing if I have sensory processing disorder because I hate loud noises I don't like I don't like um you know hard squeezes like a weighted blanket to me is adversive like I would feel suffocated I mean I have I yeah you know so um yeah so back to it trying to think where I was at um yeah, we're just learning and we're loving it. So yeah, um, but I'm. This is the most excited I've ever been to go to work. I literally wake up like I yeah I I I most definitely hit snooze today because I was tired, but I wasn't like oh I'm so burnt out at this job. I don't want you fucking come in. You know I love it. I mean it's way too early to say that. Actually no it's not because no it's not. <laughs> um. But I love that job. It's awesome. Got some awesome people there. Yeah. So now what I was talking about earlier, like, well, Trinity. Well, what about, you know, what you're saying about how this job is bringing up feelings that are familiar to you? So I, like I said, since a per- as a person who has PTSD um, diagnosed, I would say that this job has made me think about my family history, my family life. Um, Again, please, please, please listen to this before I say anything. Please click off. I will see you in the next episode if this triggers you because I do not want to hurt you. I don't want you to think about this if you are not comfortable about thinking about this. And also, even if you think you can handle it, please be aware 
please be aware because I there's some things that I can't stomach literally on TikTok and I scroll because I'm like I'm I'm not I don't think I'll ever one be ready or I don't want to think about that you know some sad shit is on TikTok so yeah okay so my cousin and this is again the trigger this is the trigger part where I say it my cousin was 27 years old when she overdosed or known as OD'd I don't know what drugs she was on I don't know um but she was very young and she was so fucking smart um just so you know and I hate the stigma you can be like it doesn't matter you could be an ivy leaguer which my I don't know if DU is considered an ivy league I think it is considered an ivy league school no I don't know I don't know. And yeah, I think so. DU's fucking prestige. I was, uh, that was my dream school for a long time. <clears throat> Why you may ask? Don't, don't even, leave me alone. Okay. All right. So she went to DU. She had a law degree. Funny enough, she was an RBT just like me when she was alive. So that's amazing work. And she also did psych work. And I was like, props to you, baby. Um, so I lost her. Her name was um, Essence, um, but we called her Essie, and, you know, she was, you know, I saw her, I'd see her, um, I saw her when she, before she um, got, you know, before it um I'm trying to think of it because I'm like trying to keep my composure but I know I know I'm aware that I can get off and come back in you saw her literally degenerate like I was in the third I think the first no even the second or third grade I literally saw her degenerate. Like, do you know how sad that fucking is? To see your family, to see your cousin member? But I honestly, I was a kid. I didn't understand what drugs even were. I didn't even know what that was. Um, So, it was really sad. Um, I was um, confused because... I mean, and this is where I, again, where my PTSD is and my trauma and everything lies. This is where it lies, right the fuck here. How come I was in either the second or third grade and I could tell you? And I, you want to know how I remember this so specifically? I wrote about this in writing. When we had writing. I literally wrote and I can visual, or I can literally see the words on paper. I said my cousin's liver was gone because I was reciting my mom's words that her liver was gone. And I was like, what? And so I also found, like, I remembered that my uncle on my mom's side, he also, he um, had alcohol poisoning. So he was an alcoholic. And yeah, so... And then I had a cousin, I have, she's still alive. Um, 
I had a cousin who was trying to get me into drinking. I was in the eighth grade. Um, I drank a little bit. And that's where my exposure really started to uh, happen. And again, I'm going to express, I'm, I love to be vulnerable with you guys. You guys are my best friends. And also, I will tell the world about my story. Like, if y'all don't know, I was in speech and debate um, with Doodle. <laughs> Doodle. Um, Denver, Denver Urban Debate League. So I was a speaker. I did oratories on colorism. You can name it, bruh. So this is, I can tell the world my fucking story. Literally, I was talking to my friend and her boyfriend was there literally hearing me call like my um, family member a bitch. Um, that's how open I was because I'm like, fuck you. You know, fuck that person who did that. I don't know. So back to it, I had a cousin who was exposing me, um, she, her mom was an addict, so then there was, um, the genetics of that are, you know, that bloodline, and then so she started getting into drugs, um, psychedelics, um, drinking, and then her boyfriend, that fucking bitch. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything nice to say. You know, I don't. Um, he encouraged her to do things like that. And also, he was trying to get her into a gang. Like, or no, she was in. She was in. It was a weird, it's a clown gang. That's so fucking weird to me. And that's so horrifying. Because I don't do clowns. And that's scary. And that's scary. Um... So, yeah, so that happened, and she, you know, got me into it a little bit, and then as I went through high school, I got into a little bit, but not, excuse me, a lot, and then sophomore year, I was like, was it sophomore year? No, junior junior year, I started to binge a little bit, like, there was days where I would binge a little and then stop, and then binge a little and then stop, but then i crave it more and more and more. More and more and more and more and more and more. Because the dopamine in my brain was like, yeah, cool. And I was like, no. So, and then when I was a senior, no, I didn't do anything really. But I started, like, smoking a little bit. But not much. I hated it. I, I didn't care for it. But then, um, my family member, and, you know, if you know... You know, you know, and I'm going to be cussing about this family member a lot because I have nothing nice to say. Um, I validate my feelings and I validate what I'm going through with this person. And yeah, let's just, I'm just, I'm going to call him a family member. But if you know me personally, then you already know who the fuck I'm talking about. So, um, basically this family member, they had a baby. I was there. I was like the family member's second parent really and I was there this was literally during the pandemic so like like literally when I moved off to Denver I was like fuck Aurora bye bye and um what happened was she got on I mean she would well she got hooked from her boyfriend yeah back in 2020 on weed and just so we're fucking clear and honest, because I don't want to hear anything, then you need to go, you know, go get help. Um, you can have an addiction from literally anything. I 
have an addiction and I will and I'm gonna go in because I talked to you guys about this also I will be talking about addictions okay because I told y'all in the last episode I will be talking about this so her um boyfriend got her hooked on weed and now my family member cannot live without it like it's not like where it's like medical like for a medical purpose recreational as fuck um so it's like literally it's like oh i need to drive need to smoke or hit the pen you know whatever there's many forms of weed oh i'm gonna go do this need to smoke going to the store smoke going into the store smoke um ooh, someone pissed me off on the road smoke like literally that's an addiction yeah and so this family member um and this is where i'm heartbroken and like i said i'm gonna be cussing about them a lot because fuck them and i mean this in the most disrespectful fucking way because i don't they don't deserve any kindness from me anymore and i you know how i mean if y'all know me in real life you know i'm fucking kind to its limits and now this new trinity right here I'm fucking angry. I think this is the most angriest I've ever been in my life. Except for last year when I was dealing with my um, situationship. I hated him. And I, you know, it's just, yeah, I hated him. So, back to this family member. She tried to make me an alcoholic. Um... It's really embarrassing because, and again, it, it's sick. She was very depressed, um, still is. She has um, BPD, type 2. You're like, what's BPD? It's borderline personality disorder. Um, which is basically um, a common coin term is known as bipolar. Meaning um, you could feel happy the one day you're sad one day you're angry one day you're but then again I don't know much about BPD I can only speak on what I've observed as seeing type 2 in my life my parents my mother I mean like who the fuck cares about my I mean like I literally like I said I am literally in my angry era and my inner team basically my inner child um I feel like we're not with her right now. Like, I still love my, you know, little Trin, little Trinity and whatnot. But my inner teen is literally like, I'm fucking here and I'm fucking pissed. And I agree. And I agree. Um, so, yeah, this family member, she tried to get me to become an alcoholic and also become um, an addict. And... Because why she did this, like, why would she do such a thing? It's because misery loves company, okay? She was alone. Excuse me. And no, it doesn't make her make it right. I don't care if you're like, if anyone's like, she was, she was lonely. I don't care. Please stop. Like, I, I mean, this is what I have to say because of I've literally had talks with my therapist about this. And other people who I've talked about my situation and my relationship with this family member. Like, why won't you have boundaries with this family member? And I'm like, I fucking do. But the bitch just doesn't listen. Like, 
the bitch is a bitch. And you realize, like, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it when your BPD is not treated. When their BPD is not treated. And it's, it's just ridiculous. It's up the walls. Like, I've tried a thousand times with them. Even I have their back when they were treating me like shit. Like, when, even when my, like, dad talked down on this person, I had their fucking back. No fucking doubt. Defended them through thin. Got you. But this bitch goes around and is like, and this is where you're, I know you're like, but she, she has a, she has a mental illness. I'm aware. And, but the thing is where it gets really interesting, where I'm going to shock you all. Basically, the bitch is mad at me because I'm not going to lie and I'm being upfront, but this is not my fault. I was treated better as a kid than they were. I was treated better and that's not my fucking fault. If you want to go cuss someone out, you go cuss out mom and dad. Okay, you go do that to them because I don't deserve the shit that you because you refuse to grow and get the fucking help you need. And then the crazy thing is we share a therapist. Do you understand? We share a therapist. So you lie to your fucking therapist. And you... So you are refusing to get help. Because you think that your actions are well justified. But they have... But this family member has mania. So also that's where the thing about mania comes into hand. And comes into play. Is... When they're in their manic episode, they literally, like, this, I'm talking, I'm not talking about everyone who has BPD, I'm talking about this individual right here, is they literally think, fuck the meds, fuck the meds, they can go in the trash, whatever, or I'm gonna stop taking them, and also, let's go shopping, let's go do this, let's go do that. But fuck getting the actual help we fucking need. You know? And it hurts because I'm like, I've always been like, please get better. Please get better. Please get better. Like, and no, I'm not scripting, but I kind of am. Because, yeah. It's literally like I said it. I'm just explaining. I said it over and over again. Get the help so we can have a better relationship. And so you can have better relationships with people. And so also you can heal yourself with the childhood trauma that you had. Because I'm already working through that. The same therapist that me and this individual both have. I talk to this therapist about all my shit. Like literally me and my therapist literally have the biggest rapport because we've known each other for like six years. Like literally I was a freshman when I met my therapist. I was in high school. So. Um, and she. She's the greatest fucking therapist ever. Um, like, I literally, and again, trigger warning again, we we're going to be talking about some really triggering things, and I literally put it in the bio so you're aware. I would not be alive. Do you understand me? I want you to hear me loud and clear. I would not be alive today and talking to you all if it weren't for my therapist that I have right now. I would have killed myself. Um, that's how bad life was for me back when I was a freshman. That's how bad life was. And see, 
the thing is and also like i said as a person who's very open and vulnerable with you guys when i was in speech and debate i literally did a oratory on the piece of how i literally had moved out of my dad's house because of what his wife was doing to me and my family member how literally things ended it i have pictures literally in my camera roll and from that day I needed to I need to delete them because that is a I think that is a part of the thing that is hanging in my rear view every day or not every day but whenever I think about it that is a thing because it's the fact that I have open access to look at those pictures and be like that is that because I'll never forget I don't need pictures to remind me because I can visualize because I have PTSD I can visualize to you right now and I won't because it is not, that is not something I would want to place on to you guys ever. I would not wish that on my worst enemy ever. Because I can literally visualize what the crime scene looked like of le leaving my dad's apartment. Babe, I was so traumatized I did not go back for like six months or up to a year to his house. I hated being at his house. And you're like, does your dad know this? One day he, I mean, he you know one day he'll know it and one day because i one thing i believe and i think anyone who watches or watches listens to this um episode please do yourself a favor and write that fucking letter no you do not have to send it to them or show it to them right away um unfortunately what the one time i did but i will not be discouraged to do it with my other family members when it happens when the time is i feel i'm ready and i have no dependency because that's the thing is with my family if i if i were to say what i was feeling everything i was feeling i would be manipulated because i have a family of manipulators my family member that i was mentioning mentioning as an individual is a manipulator my father is a manipulator my mother is a narcissist like come on be fucking for real so you know, oh my god denver i'm sorry guys like literally every time i look out the fucking window there's always an ambulance like dpd or dpd denver get your shit together anyways fuck denver though um back to it though write that fucking letter whether it's for yourself because it helps you heal it will not fix everything right away do you understand it will not but you have no idea i fucking cried while writing letters and i felt good because i released I'm like, and the the thing is, I had to rewrite. I'm not gonna lie. My therapist was like, um, you are you're protecting them, and I'm like, you're right. Why am I protecting these bastards who literally hurt me? Like, and I mean that in the most disrespectful way because I'm healing. I'm healing. No, when I talk to my dad, I don't be like, you fucking bastard, you did this and that to me. No, I don't do that. Um, because you know I did that on my letter and cool. And I'm still dependent on him, so <laughs> I can't kind of just do that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, but I, I talk about it out loud. I literally, I just, yeah. Back to this family member. And this is what I'm saying when family members be your biggest hater. Because that was an example of how family can be your biggest haters, okay? And then also with this other family member, yeah, and it's a diss. It's a huge diss. Like, I feel like... If you, I'm, I want, I want this as a rant for myself, of course, but I want this for you guys who have shitty fucking family members. Because no, fuck that. You do not have to forgive someone if you are not ready to. Do not let one, I know for me, because I am Christian, they say like, oh, you need to forgive. And or, or 
You're like, forgiveness is for you. If you're not fucking ready yet, then don't fucking forgive them. You need time to heal. Because there's some people who I have not forgiven yet. And I'm not going to lie. I lied about it, though. Like, the friendship I had, I don't forgive her. Like, that, the one I was talking about the last episode, I don't forgive her. Because those were really fucked up things, and I confided in a friend, and I trusted you. No, I don't fucking forgive you. Fuck you. And also, I don't forgive people who've done me harm, or, like, recently. There's some people who I forgive, like, I obviously forgive. Like, I can forgive the bitch who I had to beat her ass in high school. I can forgive her, because... It's not about me. It was never about me. You're just jealous because I'm beautiful and I'm awesome and I'm kind. And you lack what I have. Alright, I get it. You're a bitter bitch. Cool. Go cry about it. Um, but, you know, it takes time. I will eventually forgive these people when I'm ready. On my own terms. I'm not a person who can hold a grudge forever. That is not a good habit to have because... If you really do think about it, and it's true, and that is for damn true, being mean to people costs you more energy than it is to be nice. Being nice actually is supposed to lift you up, make you feel good. Being mean, I mean, it literally can kill you. It can. Like, you're like, wow, how can you... I mean, it's not cool to be fucking mean. I never understood the mean girl analogy. That's why I hated the movie Mean Girls. I have their palette, so mind your business, but... I just never understood why people are mean. I mean, everyone at some point, um, this person in high school said everyone's a bully at some point. I believe it. I I can say that I bullied someone. And do I regret it? Absolutely fuck yeah. You know? Everyone's been a bully. No one's perfect. And that's where I hate that. But if you're still a mean girl, go fuck yourself. You're a loser. You're the real loser. People want to talk about how nerds are losers. Nah, we rock. Fuck you. Um, but no, you being a bitch, you're a fucking loser. Go take a fucking hike. Anyways, um, not being angry at the person who has harmed you. Oh, you're not a bitch. You're awesome. But now if you have not treated, like, let's say it's been a bit, like, I don't know. I I can't really give a time, but if you're not treating your problems, yeah, no. You, yeah, no. Because it takes time, but it's not easy all the way, all alone. For sure, I do know that. Um, so back to this person. Yeah. Um, this family member has talked me out of everything that I've wanted to do with my life. So there was a time back when I was in high school, I was a senior, or I was a junior. I told this family member because I thought I could trust them with my dreams. I said to them, I think I want to be a psych major. This is when I initially ruled out because I had, I fucking took one psych class. I'm like, bitch, I'm in there like swimwear. Because I had a lot of plans. I was going to be a lawyer. I was going to be an ASL interpreter. All these different things. So, no, I was like, okay, this is it. This is it, baby. We found our fucking passion. And you're like, I mean, of course, literally... If you think about it, it's very common for people who experience trauma to be a mental health major. Like, literally, a psych nurse, a psychologist, sociologist, um, social worker, 
um, you know, all these different things. And, you know, of course, I wanted to be a psych major. But also it was because of, like, yeah, I was learning about trauma, but I was also, like, you know, wow. So this bitch literally said to me, be careful with that because you know that there are psychologists who literally work at Starbucks. Um, fuck you, because why would you ever say that? And just so an FYI, there's nothing wrong with working at Starbucks. Um, props to you, because fuck people. Customer service is literally the worst. And you're also, yeah, fuck, yeah. Yep, I said what I said. But, um, props to them, but no. How dare you degrade me and say that, like, like saying it like I can't do what I want to do, you know? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're a hater, like, just because you have no fucking um, goals and ambition, I mean, she she did, or she does, I don't know, she did at that time. And then literally, I'm just like, be happy for your, for your family member. I mean, the one, the one day, if she ever does see this, yeah, I have, like I said, I mean, I don't know if I said this, I will never talk to this family member again. They are... They are dead to me, pretty much. I mean, they're not dead to me. I will not say that, because that's, um... I mean, that's not... I mean, it's harsh, but it's, like, not like I'm... I mean, I'm fucking... I have hatred for them. I do. I resent them. I have hatred. But it's not like I want them to be, you know... You know, yeah. Um, so... You know, even when I was like, okay, fuck Colorado. I'm done with Colorado. This is no longer my MO anymore. Um, let's go out of state. Like, I want to go to HBCU, you know? Because I'm like, I mean, let's be fucking realistic. I don't know a lot of black people in Colorado. I mean, not, not a lot, a lot. Let's just be real. I mean, I also, like, grew or grew up in Aurora, yes, okay. But I went to, to, all of my schooling was with white people. That's it. I only had one black teacher ever. He was African. (laughs) So, and he hated me. But anyways, she was a bitch about that. She literally said all the negative things that could happen to me if I move away. You're a bitch. Go fuck yourself. Again, what happened to being happy for people? But then again, this is, you want to know why in this situation, why this bitch decided to say that? It's because she wanted me to be around in case something happens to her and I need to step in to take care of her child. That's not my fucking baby. I love that kid. That is my that is my family member. Love that fucking kid. Was their second parent, you know, and everything. But I am not that is your fucking job to get that sorted out with someone else. Like I'm I'm twenty. And so at the time when she was saying and that's another thing. This bitch would literally say things like, if something happens to me, will you take care of my kid? I was literally 18. Like, fuck are you talking about? Can I take care of your kid? I'm 18 years old, and you want me to take care of your kid? If something happens to you, go talk to your fucking dad. Meaning my dad. <laughs> um, and I mean, I hope y'all picked, a, picked up the cues enough to understand which family member I'm talking about. And she, if she ever sees this fucking podcast, if any one of you hating assholes want to show her this episode, yeah, girl, fuck you. Because that was unnecessary. 
I mean, like, she literally, and that's the other thing, is she's a hater. Because why are you getting into fucking mess as a grown-ass woman and trying to ruin my dreams? Because I had to do something where I had to defend my family member, members, because if she doesn't know how to fucking keep her fucking mouth shut, and also to just stay in her own fucking lane. And also, um, yeah, literally also saying things like, or no, even when I talked about how, like, I'm in recovery with binge eating disorder, literally, I get plastered with fucking fast food. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You fucking disrespectful cunt. Like, I talked to you about this, but but God forbid, God forbid, you know, because, like, we have different metabolisms. Luckily for this family member, they have a fast metabolism, so they're very skinny, but for me, who literally the moment they moved out of the fucking house at 18, and we didn't talk about the fact that when I lived with my dad, his wife would take food away from us. She'd literally throw away that the food that our mom bought us. And if this bitch, I mean, because I, I <laughs> you know, if my dad's wife ever sees this um, podcast, um, fuck you, you are not I don't know if I mean I don't know if I will ever I forgive her half and half and yes you can forgive half and half actually no you can't never mind I lied I mean I don't know I don't know much about that I I haven't forgiven her fully because um fuck you you know that's inhumane so when I moved out here I literally was eating and eating and eating fucked up my dopamine receptors and like ate and ate and ate Food was just, like, getting not satisfying, so I made it more and more and more. Which, hence, caused me to become pre-diabetic and be worried. So, that's what happened. Um, what happened next, guys, that shows that family be your biggest hideout? That be your biggest hideout. Um, also, that's another thing. I mean, besides this fucking individual who is a bitch, um... Like, Thanksgiving, there was this person who I don't fucking know. Never met this bitch in my fucking life. She's an older bitch, all right? Fucking broad. <laughs> um, she is talking about I'm bigger or I'm or I'm, I'm a big girl. Or, or No, she said something basically calling me fat. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being fat. Nothing at all. Um, there's nothing wrong with being plus size. Um... But how dare you? You're old. You're old. Shouldn't you be worrying about, like, funeral plans soon? Ooh. Sorry, guys. I know that was petty, but I don't feel bad. Because how are you going to try to degrade me? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't take it personally. Like, I felt sad and I wanted to cry. I'm like, I literally just made a face at her. Like, I was like, what? Or I just ignored her. I literally ignored her. Because I'm like, you're a kid to me. And you're old. You have wrinkles on your face. You need to go fix that, huh? You done cracked already. And they say that black isn't supposed to crack, but you fucking crack through. Right? Fucking cracked egg. Alright. So, you know, like, people, things that haters, like, bitch, I look good and you know it. Like, I fucking, I'm starting, like, to, like, get into my essence of trying to get locks. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, lock it up, you know, yeah, but, um, 
and I'm curvy. I'm I my curves hit in the right places. I've also been going to the gym every day, so props to me. Literally walk for 30 on the treadmill. Like how sexy is that? Um Yeah. But literally fam fam is a uh, It's just it, it it really sucks because if y'all don't know, I I already, I was never really a family person. I, you know, I don't say that I love my parents because I never, I, I honestly did some reflection and I think I, I never told them that because I didn't feel like I was loved growing up and part of me feels like even a little now I feel like unloved. I feel like a burden, like sometimes. Like, it's frustrating, and that's kind of, like, also why I want to move the fuck away from Colorado, is because so I don't feel like a burden to my family anymore, even though I feel like I try to be so supporting, and that's where, also, where it's hard, and I wish I, I, I want to talk about this a little bit and elaborate, my mom and my sister were supposed to, oh, wow, I am so sorry, I got this. Um, my mom and my sister were supposed to be my first best friends on this earth, and they failed me. They failed me, and it's a hard time accepting that that's what happened, because like I said, and I referenced a thousand times, and I will not stop referencing until I get over that resentment, um... So when I had friendships like the one that ended, this is why it runs into that. Because I never learned. This is what a friend is supposed to do. This is not what's acceptable and what's not. And that's where I feel disappointed. And it's heartbreaking. Because I don't know a lot about being a woman that much. I'm learning. I never even watched Girl Code as a kid. So, you know, it's really hard. Like... And also as a person who's neurodivergent, it's hard because um, I feel like while I've been on this journey of having, um, have like, it's not a burden. And I literally appreciate that on Thanksgiving, there were some people who were like, thank God. And then I broke it to my dad. Like, I mean, I told him I didn't make it. I was like, oh, yeah, I never told you because he doesn't understand. And he's also very stuck in his traditionalist ways. And it's weird. But now that this family member and I don't talk anymore, he literally holds her. He's doing the work that I've fucking done to try to help this family member. Because good, I'm not, my, I'm not this family member's fucking therapist. They have one. We both have the same one. And if you want to lie and you don't want to get help, and you want to just, excuse me, avoid getting treatment, then what the fuck? Um... And the crazy thing is, like, this family member is, like, talking about getting detox. And, um, I'm, like, literally, it's just really, really hard because I'm, like, drug usage or drug abuse, alcoholism is very prevalent in my family. It's very eminent. Eminent? Whatever. So... I I feel a lot because I um I also oh I was gonna talk about my addictions 
as well. So I don't talk about it a lot because I do it still, but in a healthier way now. I used to have a really bad porn addiction. Um, I was exposed, and I've talked a little bit about it. I was basically exposed the moment I was sexually assaulted when I was a kid. And this is also very vulnerable. Um, you know, if you don't, if you don't feel comfortable watch or watching, listening, please, I understand this is not something that I was able to process and think about and talk about for a very long time. So I, yeah, um, in the fourth grade, I was starting to experience, experiment with my sexuality and whatnot. And yeah I like and then I got into no was it the fourth grade no 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 was it it was a fifth grade and so then I got into porn I literally started and this is literally crazy on YouTube with sims kissing and then it led into like looking at kissing and then it led into um more kissing and and then it led into porn when I was like I got caught in fifth grade and they're like you're grounded and I'm like what the fuck that's just wrong though I feel like that was dealt with wrong because if my kid I'm gonna be 100% transparent with y'all if my kid was caught looking at porn um as like I was like what 10 years old I would have a talk with them, but I would not ground them. Again, a lot of the things that happened to me in my life made no sense. Like how I got grounded after I got out of... I mean, if y'all know, you know. I was stationed at, facilitated at Devereaux. Just kidding, no. But <laughs> we love to not make self-deprecating jokes, do we? You know? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I uh, got grounded after again this is trigger 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 um i was uh admitted facilitated at Devereaux for a 72 hour hold because i wanted to kill myself um i had suicidal ideation i had a plan i had the moto you know so yeah and i got grounded when i, I came back to my dad's house because i embarrassed him Because he didn't understand what that meant. And I, I kind of want to bring that up. Like, part of me wants to, like, go off on him now. Like, I want to call him up right now and be like, you fucking bastard. Why would you fucking ground me? Like, you know, those are the things that I really do think about. If, 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 if. And guys, um, I'm going to go to the next segment. Because, you know, Anchor really be on my ass. Like, come on, fucking Anchor. So I'll see you guys in the next segment. Okay, and we're back. Um, if I ever do decide to have kids, I'll um do things way differently. Um, so back to the porn thing, the porn addiction. Um, I would not um discourage because it's normal. Literally, it's normal to learn. Like 
you're exposed, but that is kind of concerning. But YouTube kids literally sucks about their exposure. Fuck you, YouTube kids. Because there literally is some scary things. Like, my f- family member, who is literally two, will be like, ah! Like, screaming because she sees, like, scary shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why the fuck is YouTube kids showing you this shit? Um, and also, that one fucking viral... I think she's German or Russian. Nastia? Fucking, I think she's inappropriate. And then, so when I worked in ABA, and I I worked at my second ABA company, they had, like, this kid had a talker, right? And their talker was cool. It was customized, like, it had its, oh, the kid had its own words. So they had, um, like, the I want, Nastia. And I was like, what the fuck? Isn't this bitch, like, um, disgusting or something? This fucking little girl? Or the, the people that take care of her. I don't fucking know. I don't I don't know. I just saw something like bad news about her. I don't know. Anyways though. Um, that's something I'll be like monitoring. Like, you know, it's okay to ask questions and whatnot. But I don't know how I mean, you know, I'm not saying that my parents are perfect. Never they're supposed to be perfect or anything or never said that. But my thing is, I mean Come on. I was literally learning. And also, did you ever care to ask, did someone touch you? The only, and I, this is where it's hurtful, because, like, I mean, I can't do this digging for this family member. I can't. But, um, there's some things that they need to get, like, talk, or be talked to about. And, yeah, but, excuse me, because usually when they're kids, so how it goes is when usually when kids get into porn, like how I was young and I was into porn, um, is they were most likely sexually assaulted, is how it goes. They were, um, yeah, whether it was they were raped, whether they were touched, and there was, um, yeah, so that was my case, um, but that, I think there's studies that I've seen where that's accurate what I'm saying. Um, so... That's what I would, I think that's, I would like, are you, are you, how are you feeling? Did someone touch you? Things like that. And then go from there. Cause I don't have a perfect obsolete answer, right? But I'm not going to fucking ground you for wanting to understand. And especially I, I was an early bloomer. I got my period when I was literally nine years old. So that's crazy. A lot. I matured and this is where it's heartbreaking and I'm literally going through the motions with this. I matured very young. So now that I'm 20 years old, I'm the, out of ABA companies, I've always been the youngest person working at my job. Um, like, and then also with this new job, I'm the youngest behavioral health technician working there. I mean, that makes me feel happy because I know I'm mature and I'm doing what I need to do. And I'm trying to get my goals met. All right, cool. Um, and that just shows a lot that I didn't need to be in NHS or anything. So cool um no no shade to y'all I just I don't know just just saying like I'm incredibly smart but I you know I just didn't do that stuff um so basically what else was I saying (sighs) um yeah oh my porn addiction so yeah like I said I got caught and then so in the sixth grade I was in and out of my mom and my dad's house, so 
I masturbate and I was too depressed to do anything. There was my porn addiction got so bad in the seventh grade that literally I would be like, no, I can't go to school. I literally cry so I could go home or literally not go on the bus, not do anything, literally masturbate. Or literally not go to school so I could masturbate. So I could watch porn. Um, And then... Eighth grade, still on and off. I was on and off. I had a bunch of relapses and whatnot. That were... You know... Ninth grade... I don't think I really did that much. Barely. Tenth grade barely I mean yes I did um and it was very hard and the things that I would do so I could masturbate was insane and I'll get into that into a second and for a second um and I wanted to say by the way if you have an addiction with porn um it's really hard to you know even like literally how I got back to baseline was insane and it was incredibly hard and difficult but just know that you are you are human you are you are you you um are awesome okay all right in case no one's told you that today by the way um so um um as a junior I don't think so. I don't think so. I I think I did a little bit, but not really. Um, and then senior year, I did a little bit. A little bit, yes. And then, as a freshman, I, oh my god, it got bad. And then... Last year, Eve was even bad. It was very fucking bad. Um, yeah, there was days where I literally just sleep all day because I masturbated. I would masturbate like three to four, two to three times a day. Um, because of that's how, you know, my hormones were everywhere. And so I was just like losing it. So, yeah. I literally... Now I, I do watch, I still watch porn because I've came to terms in moderation. You feel me? Having it in moderation. Because from going from having relapses and going back and forth, going up, watching two, two to three times a day. And I'm going to be honest with you. And this is in here on Trendy's Babe, you need to hear that. You needed to hear this. Um, I honestly, people like, so I saw my therapist. I talked to her about this issue that I was struggling with. I was like, you know, I can't find any other replacement, you know. So funny because I was a RBT and we find replacement behaviors for behaviors we don't want to see. So I was like, what can make me have an orgasm without having an orgasm? I didn't say that, but I, this is what I'm saying. Um... I was told working out, which it doesn't. Stretching kind of gives me that O, but not O. You know, it's not an O, but it gives me that relief. But then, again, but it, it, I don't know. 
And, like, why I was also, like, considering it, like, porn such a bad thing is beating myself the fuck up. I would beat myself up over and over again was because... I have attachment as a, a Christian about what a good or a good RBT, what a good Christian looks like and doesn't. And I've stopped with that. Because even with the Bible, like, honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. The part of the Bible I'm in right now is so fucking boring. Sorry, God. <laughs> but I, I can't right now. I just think it's just really hard to. You know, it was hard, but I'm back to normal. I don't masturbate like that all the time anymore. But, you know, having an O is so important. If you if you're horny, just go ahead. I'm giving you that permission. If you can control yourself, you know? If you have that uh, moderation, you know? Because sometimes after a long day at work... Oh, one thing about it is I might masturbate. So, you know... Like, it literally... F- releases stress stress and I no longer feel like regretful anymore that I masturbated so also what I believed was like bad things would happen to me if I masturbated because there would be some crazy things that would happen and I'm like this is because I watched porn and I'm like no why would God condemn me for watching porn like come on be fucking for real so that's one of my addictions. My other addiction is with sugar. As I mentioned before, I have binge eating, dis- binge eating disorder, which I'm in recovery actively. Um, sugar is in everything, pretty much, is what it seems like. I love sugar. I love. We all know I love my fucking chai. My, my iced chai tea latte with all the good stuff in it. It's so fucking good. I don't know. I'm so tired, I can't even tell you. Um, It's hard for me because, like I said, I'm pre-diabetic, which I know I have to make changes and everything. But it's also hard. Like, right now, I'm feeling depressed a little bit because I want to eat food. Like, I ate dinner already, right? Right. I ate a big-ass meal for dinner, like, meal prepped. And that's just struggling. And also, I'm learning, guys, what is good and what's not good that I like. Um, guys, I think that's all I have to say, really, today. I know this was, like, I mean, this is, like, a long, it was a long episode. But it was not as long as my usual episodes are. Um, so, literally, thank you so much for, like, literally listening to me talk again you guys have no idea how huge it means to me. I also love you guys. I care about you guys. Like, you guys are my besties. Like, I literally need to update y'all on everything. Um, I don't know when the next time I'll be able to do, 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 do. Because this will be the last time in <laughs> maybe eight months from now <laughs> where I can do nighttime videos. But I think that's helpful if I do morning videos. Because I'm like, you know... Because I'm going to overnight, overnight. Um, maybe in our next episode, I don't know what we'll talk about. You know, things just happen that catch me off guard. And I'm like, let's talk about this. Um, today was like really all over the place, but had moral points and it was great. 
so thank you guys so much for listening stay safe um if i don't see you guys in a bit merry christmas hopefully i can talk to you guys before then but if not merry christmas happy new year um stay safe drive safe be safe think safe um literally go go reward yourself i'm literally learning how to reward myself every day um so we're all a work in progress baby so love y'all so much i'm literally get the hell on love y'all again i will talk to you guys as soon as possible bye